left of the dial. I'm your host, Andrea, and today's going to be a weird one. With me today, the next voice you're going to hear is my usual co-host, Kitsy. That's me. Hi. Hi. Hello. How are you? Hello. I'm so good. I'm glad you're here. Um, but this episode is really an episode with me and our other sometimes co-host, our editor-in-chief, Jen Coulter. Who's not here in the room with us at the moment. Jen. You already recorded that part, even though I guess it's coming after this part. Yeah. That's, so that's weird. Yeah, well, I wanted to give people some context up top rather than just spring this part on at the end. You don't want to have surprise kitsy at the end of the episode. <laughs> nobody wants that. Nobody, nobody wants that. Um, so so here's what's gonna happen is Jen and I recorded an episode um just just the other day, covering a bunch of really great songs that that we're really into. Mm-hmm. That um most of them are new. Um, one of them is a little older, but what we didn't record was you and me, Kitsy, getting to talk about a certain song that just came out um, in the last week that I couldn't put a new episode of Left of the Dial out without talking to you specifically about. Yes, because I needed to talk about this song. I Absolutely. This is a band that I actually found out about through you. That sounds right. It's a band that we've worked with a bunch. Yes. You looked like you weren't sure, but I, but we have. Well, I was, I was wondering how long we were going to go without saying the name of the band. As I was saying it, as I was doing that, I was deciding if the, what I was going to do was... Let's drop some clues and our listeners can call in and they can tell <laughs> us if they think they know who it is. Yeah. And whoever gets it right first gets a prize. That's beautiful. So call 1-800-LEFT-OF-THE-DIAL. No, it's Hit Like a Girl's new single dismay. Okay, so a couple things. Um, Hit Like a Girl, uh, listener, long-time listener of our podcast should be familiar with Hit Like a Girl. They, uh, I, did they? Nick did the podcast did for the Heartbreaker. Podcast? Yeah. That's right, yes. I know we covered the record. I couldn't remember if Nick was here. And then we had them in the studio for a live session, mm-hmm. uh, one of our earliest live sessions back before we knew what lighting was. <laughs> and uh, I love that session. That's a great session. And uh Shout out to, to uh, Evelyn's guitar work in that session, too. It's just fantastic. I was going to say shout out to Evelyn's take on me. Also, yes. <laughs> Backup vocals. Yes. Um, but, 
you know, so so you may f- be familiar with Hit Like a Girl, and if you haven't heard this new single yet, um, you may not recognize the band that you're hearing because holy shit, this song goes so hard. They went all the way it in the a, other direction. No middle sliders on this song. No, no, it they they went from like you know dreamy indie pop kind of a little bit of rock thing to like I don't know metalcore. I, I think I is think... it metalcore. I don't I don't know. This is not a a, a, a area that's... of music I'm very deeply familiar with. That's the thing. I think like aside from just objectively, you and I are two people who don't who I think barely dip our toes in the the water of this this genre, right? Correct. I think the song fucking owns. Oh, it rips. So I think that says a lot. It rips. And especially for like, I don't know, for a band I'm already a fan of to have such a like uh, shift in their sound, I would tend to be a little like, uh, get my like hackles up about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I'm not, that this just, I heard this and I was just like, you're just like, yeah, I was so pumped about yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, I, I almost said who knew Nick had this in them, but. That's we, not, all, that's, we all did. That's just a thing you say when something is different, and I don't believe that at all. We all knew this. It's, yeah. I we mean, all knew this was there. This, yeah. What I think is interesting about this song in particular and the the very severe genre shift uh, and tonal shift is uh, if, you, if you read the lyrics, if you listen to the lyrics of this song, um, it's really about kind of you know, Nick's experience in the music industry and how jaded it's made them uh, over time, which as anyone who's been part of the music industry in any capacity for any amount of time can probably relate to. Um, And so I I do love that it's like just full on angry now. It's just like, fuck this. This sucks. I'm going to yell about it and you're going to listen to me. And I kind of love that. Like, that's just such a cool tonal shift and a cool vibe and a, and a great um a great uh vibe for the content of the song and i'm excited to see what the rest of this ep has to offer because this is uh this is an ep that's coming out i don't know when guess who does guess who does andrea does because andrea's got the laptop november 18th refresh records november 18th on refresh records uh, we've also been talking about a jersey-based band for more than 30 seconds and i haven't mentioned that they're from jersey so i just need to do that now nick lives in philly now that's good for Nick. And I, I and I also think that the musicians that played on this record are uh, mostly Ohio-based, if I'm not mistaken. Hit Like a Girl is a Jersey band. I don't think anyone in Hit Like a Girl is in Jersey anymore. That's not what I said. <laughs> okay. I said Hit Like a Girl is a Jersey band. I guess once you're a Jersey band, you're always a Jersey thank band. Is you. that how that works? Yes, thank you. Okay. Um, I'm just going to read you the the names of the tracks on the CP. Yes. And then I think that will give everybody a good idea whether or not dismay is an indicator of what to expect from the rest of the Oh, okay, EP. sure, yeah. So, dismay is the opening track. That, that's the one we've heard. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. I wish listeners, I hope you can hear in my voice how delighted I am. Second track is called It Only Gets Worse. Third one is called Noose. Track four, In the Crypt. Track five, Ascension. Track six, The Abomination. That's a fucking story right there. So basically what you're saying is it's just going to get happier as the record goes on. Yeah, it's just going to I can't wait for this uh dream pop uh yeah. EP to to get to land in all our ears. That that would actually be quite a fucking move is to release <laughs> an EP of all like dream pop and then have one song yeah. that's metalcore and have that be the single. I'm 
I'm sure there are people who have, right? Yeah. There's Someone's got to have done it, but holy shit, that'd be funny. That would be, but that would be funny. But what I want is for this EP to just fucking rip and I have a feeling it's going to. Oh, there's no way it's not going to rip. Um, excite- I've seen Hit Like a Girl a, a handful of times and it's always been delightful. I remember the first time it was not that long ago that I saw Hit Like a Girl live was at Everybody Hits with that- you uh, opening for John Allison Weiss. Let's clarify. You saw it with me. Hit like a girl was opening for John Allison Weiss. I was not opening for John did Allison Weiss. Did I make Weiss. it sound like that? You kind of did. <laughs> you kind of did. I was not playing. I was no. just attending. Yeah, we went together. We went together to watch Hit yeah. Like a Girl. I was going to say and John Allison Weiss, but I didn't even know that they were the headlining act. You were like, want to go see Hit Like a Girl. I said yes. And then much to your surprise, John like, Allison oh, Weiss was also there. Yeah. Who you are a huge fan of. Big fan. And so I remember, I, I don't think I'd heard any Hit Like a Girl at that point. And I thought we were going to get more of something closer to this like nick feels like somebody who should be fronting you thought it was gonna be a little harder yeah yeah nick feels like somebody who should be fronting a band like this not i'm I'm like making myself nervous because i don't want it to sound like i don't i wasn't a fan of prior stuff i think i think we've made it very clear we're fans fans of the prior stuff i don't think i don't think anyone is confused by that okay so yeah that's hit like girl Dismay off the upcoming EP be coming on Refresh Records November 18th. We will keep you posted. Yes. Um, follow Hit Like a Girl. Also, shout out to Nick's nonprofit, um, No More Dysphoria. Oh, yes. It's we'll have a link to that in the show notes, of course. Of course. All right. Kids, get the hell out of my podcast. Okay. Good. What? Your podcast? Oh. You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Andrea. And with me today in the studio, no, you're not in the studio. Oh, I'm crushing it already. <laughs> and with me today is my sometimes co-host, our always editor-in-chief, the anime eyebrow reviewing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never <laughs> let it go. Uh, yeah, Jen Coulter. Hi, hello. Our listeners know hello. you. You don't need a whole big you know, intro. You know me. Your family here. You ain't no guest. Hi, it's me, Jen. It's Jen, who is so kind that when I messaged Jen in a panic on Slack that I am ill-prepared because the last few weeks, I think for everybody, have been pretty crazy um, to ask if uh, she could jump in on an episode with me. She says, hell yeah, and here we are. So yeah, so Jen and I have a handful of songs that we've been uh, listening to that we have very recently kind of fallen in love with that we're going to share with you today you guys know the format of the show i don't need to explain (laughs) how it works um what do we want to start with jen um okay so i have a good one um so i think we've covered a couple folks from this uh record label before but there is a new release from lonely ghost records um from super destroyer um he put out uh the album goon it's really neat because it's like it's very short um it's like just over 17 minutes Mm -hmm. and it's a concept album about like a beach vacation an emo beach vacation i think is a good way to describe it uh, that's the and it's really only <laughs> I want to take <laughs> that you could have. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was exactly. my whole. That was my childhood. <laughs> the big bound. 
That was just an emo beach vacation. Yeah. Uh, shout out Jen for um, her recent appearance on my other podcast, New Jersey is the World. Patreon.com slash New Jersey is the World. Um, <laughs> September South Jersey is also the World episode. I got a little sneak sneak in there. Yeah. Sneak promo <laughs> there. Right, hell yeah. <laughs> but um, so this album uh, came out October 14th. So it's pretty recent. Um, I actually covered one of the the first single on the blog, which was um, FKA Still Chill. But um, it's a pretty neat album. And it's funny because it's only the 17 minutes or so long, but it packs a lot in. Yeah. Um, it has a ton of features, including um, Hey, I Love You, Caleb Haynes from Hey, I Love You. And then this one artist who I only found out through this album, so it's a super new discovery for me, um, an artist called Analog Heart. And just to sell you on them a little bit, first of all, their whole shtick is that they perform with like a computer on their head. <laughs> when you say on their head, like, like as a helmet or like as a like a big hat? old PC, like a PC, like uh, that's their face. Oh my God, <laughs> I love that. I don't need to know. I mean, I, I want to know everything else, but I don't need to know anything else, you know? Well, it's like that would sell you. And then also um, they describe their music as emo disco. Stop. Sad robot disco. Stop. So that's lit. Sad robot <laughs> disco. Uh, is that rule? That's the best. That's the best. So why don't you let us know what song we're going to listen to? So I am going to play the feature single, um, FKA Still Chill, which is Super Destroyer. Analog Heart and New You. Um, it's a lot. I'll talk about it after we listen to it. Enjoy. Like 
in, in your review as like a post every genre you can think of. Yeah. And no, it really is, though. And it's like even in this song alone, you get like the surf rock. You get a little synth. You get a little like screamo grindcore mm-hmm. shit going on. <laughs> um, and it's like that energy is through the whole album. It's just like all of these switch ups. Um, it's like a really unpredictable listen um, in a good way. <laughs> like yeah. it's it, it hops around a lot, but it's very cohesive still. It's really impressive. It's really a neat album. Um, uh, Goon. Goon by Super Destroyer. I don't um, remember if I said the name of the album or not yet. That would probably <laughs> be did. helpful. Okay, good. But it's it's great to repeat it. <laughs> um, it's there's like something I'm noticing a lot lately and I'm not the only one noticing it. I'm not saying anything groundbreaking right now, but I just think the like um, the sort of like lines of genre where on the one hand getting more and more specific, right? Like that thing with like bubble grunge that popped up and mm-hmm. all that. But on the other hand, I think people are feeling less hemmed in by those genres. So it's like those, those kind of like silly, really like, almost arbitrary at this point distinctions between genre that seem to be popping up more and more every day are also less like constricting than you'd think. And I, I think it's very cool that like so much of the stuff we cover, especially on the blog is like you, it's really hard to say like, this belongs firmly in X genre. Um, yeah, I know for sure. And especially I think in general, the releases from lonely ghost records um, are pretty like, <laughs> genre defying i think that's what you that's say. a really good point i'm like so much stuff <laughs> out right now is just and then it's because it's, we're everything that's out this, right now with this label is <laughs> lonely goats records <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only record label lonely <laughs> but it's like yeah we, like uh exciting excellent does like chiptune emo mm-hmm. um cheem is probably the most out there they're like new metal backstreet boys that that is (laughs) that's perfect that's such a good description and and i i love that i also just because um again in your review um you you dropped blink 182 as a little reference and Mm -hmm. i just can't have a music podcast and not say welcome back tom like i just need to (laughs) get that out there i also um shout out to did you see zach ross just uh our our friend our good friend zach ross from an overboard Um, just uh, a couple of weeks ago tweeted something. He was like, uh, Tom's back in blank. I just woke up. I don't know this for sure, but I feel it. Something like that. <laughs> I don't remember like the exact words, but but so the prophet Zach Ross has um, heralded in the new, the new era. The new era. I love that. Um, yeah. Have you heard the new song? I haven't. I should get on that eventually. Yeah. Well, we don't need to talk about it here and now. <laughs> But I'm glad I'm glad Tom's back. I, I was always Tom was always my guy. So, yeah, yeah. What songs do you have for us? What we're gonna listen to next is a song by a new Philly project called The Lower Etna, and the song is off their forthcoming album, "Waiting for God to Turn on the Lights." This is QAnon Mom.
No, that rips. I like the synth at the end. It goes hard. I also really like at the very beginning when the guitars like first kick in and you get the wow 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 wow. I was like, it's giving dream pop guitar. Like it made me think of the Cocteau Twins, actually. Yeah, you know what's funny about that is, um, so for a little context, the Lower Etna is a new project from Dylan Gallimore. And Dylan is a member of a band that I think is on a a break now, but a band called Honey Jar that we're big fans of over here. And so this is Dylan's new project. And I think it's uh, Dylan and Kayla, who was or is, I'm I'm not sure what verb to use there, so (laughs) forgive me, but um, who is also part of, of Honey Jar, Honey Jar Singer. Uh, is also involved with this project and the album is a concept album and um I'm I'm hoping that we'll have Dylan on the podcast to talk about it as it gets a little closer to the release because I've had a chance to listen to it a few times uh Dylan if you're listening and uh I'm gonna guess that you are (laughs) you happen to reach out on the day that uh we are covering the single I just received your message (laughs) 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 like as I went to sit down Jen can vouch that I am had already had this on our list of songs to cover before you messaged me. So, so yeah, um, I'm a huge fan of this album. I I hope we get a chance to talk with Dylan more about it. Like I said, it's a concept album. Um, and QAnon Mom is, I think, a really big sort of like, kind of like plant your flag first single mm-hmm. out of this project for this to be the very first thing, you know? Um, it's like you said, it kind of like rips. It's got these, this like, like big synth sound at the end. It reminds me a little bit when I shared it with um, you and Kitsy. I said, it feels to me like it's got this like kind of like almost like Manchester orchestra running throughout the whole album, not just this single. I mean, this single for sure, but this like big kind of like bold concept album and and just just the sound of it in general uh it kind of fits in that family in a really cool way a little like grittier but that's philly for you i would say also yeah. dylan's from jersey i was just about so to you say know, Jen. i was like that's yeah. uh that's what's up that's the yeah hell yeah grittiest you can be uh-huh <laughs> uh, so big big fans um i should also just for any band reaching out to us this is one of the most beautiful um, press kits that we've ever gotten, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, nice lyrics. There's a picture of a cat. It's oh, just like I get so excited when there are lyrics because, like, I always like to try and put, you know, like a lyrics yes. highlight or something in the review, and I'll just be like straining to listen, and I'm like, I'm gonna be so embarrassed if I <laughs> quoted it even wrong. If, even if I think I've got it, even if it's so clear, I'm like, but what if it's not? <laughs> Oh wait! Before we move on to, so it's a yes concept album. What is it? A it oh is it about? I I mean, if it's all about like getting abducted and joining QAnon, that'd be cool. But I'm guessing it's not. (laughs) No, so it actually um it rotates perspectives. So Mm. it's about a family who the mother of the family um is the one who's kind of like embroiled in the QAnon nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it's about the family kind of coping with that. I'm going to just read straight from the press kit, which I don't really like to do because it feels like they're doing my job for me, but this is just such a clear. It's a banger. Press like, kit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
A concept album characterized by rotating narrator points of view, Waiting for God to Turn on the Lights, tells the story of a typical American family whose mother absconds reality in favor of the dopamine-driven temptations of a digital fantasy world, namely the deranged QAnon conspiracy theory. And I, it is a really, like, kind sort of, like, even that description, I think there, there aren't too many of us who aren't in some way affected by people who have been affected by the sort of like QAnon at its most kind of deranged and then also the less obvious, less nefarious ways that kind of thinking has creeped in. Yeah, right? for sure. Uh, oh, um, man. And it's coming out November 4th. So yeah. just in time for you to prepare for Thanksgiving <laughs> with your QAnon mom, potentially. <laughs> It'll be good to have something that, that you know gets it, though, right? Like, this is uh, yeah an album that I think a lot of us can, can really connect with. But it isn't – there's a lot of frustration in it, and I think you can hear it in the single for sure. But it's it's also, like, an I, I think a pretty empathetic – Yeah, I was saying it doesn't sound hateful. Right. And it can be really easy to be hateful. And I'm right. not saying that those kinds of feelings are unwarranted either. Um, I don't think that just saying, like, let's all, like, be nice and, like, everybody's point of view, you know, I'm not one of those. But but I think that this kind of, and this album isn't doing that either. Right. It's yeah. just. No, I like that because it is nuanced. And it's like, there's a difference between, like, Chuck or Carlson saying wild shit and then just, like, your mom <laughs> who's retired and at home all the time and doesn't have anything to do getting it, like, yeah. fed into her. And has been, you know, like, definitionally kind of, like, brainwashed, right. you know. Um, I like and that. so that's really interesting. Yeah, I'm excited for people to hear this. I think I think folks are really going to like it. And aside from all of that, it's just a great record musically. Like, you know, it, one or the other you get, you know, like, right. there are a lot of concept albums where you're like, appreciate the effort. But I don't know that I'm going to sit down <laughs> and listen to this again. But right. for I am for sure uh, for Lower Etna. Um, and I'll link to pre-saves and all of that, obviously, in the show notes. Hell yeah. So, yeah, that's a. Uh, uh, QAnon Mom, Lower Etna, out November 4th. All right. What you got? So what I have next is the Bobby Lees, um, who, oh my goodness. I mean, they rip. I know I say that about everything, but like you're going to hear it and that's going to be your first thought. You say, yeah. damn, this rips. But this is the titular song off of their uh, most recent album, Bellevue, which was released October 7th. So this is Bellevue.
So this song is the first track on the album. And like when you have an album that's starting with like a yell, then you know it's going to be good. Like, oh, it's it's such a like I keep thinking like it's just such a like ass kicker. Like It is. This is the song if I were in high school that would be like my alarm to get my ass out of bed in the morning, you know? That's a lot cooler than when I was growing up. My dad had like ACDC as the alarm, <laughs> which did get you pumped. But now yeah, I, hell yeah. I fucking hate ACDC now because they make me think of getting up for school. That's so funny. Oh, but anyway. Yeah, the Bobby Lees. This is a just like. This album is on. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It is on, firing on all cylinders. It's fantastic. Um, so this had come out a couple weeks ago. This came out on October 7th. But a couple of the songs, uh, I think four of the songs had actually been released as an EP um, mm-hmm. earlier this summer. Um, the Hollywood Junkyard EP. Um, and all the songs on that EP, EP are also on this album. And I remember I had found um, that EP in my travels, um, (laughs) (laughs) my uh, music searching travels. And I was like, oh, this is really good. And then, you know, shortly after they listed that this album was coming out and I was like, oh, hell yes. Yeah. They're a band who independently I have come across. Well, they the algorithm on Instagram, I think, has me pretty well figured out. And they were just like. (laughs) A couple of weeks where every it feels like every other post um, was was Instagram making me uh, aware of the Bobby Lee's their song Monkey Mind. Oh yeah yeah um, yeah is another fucking ripper. That song rules. Um, and uh, it was like one of those things where I heard five seconds of it on an Instagram post, and I was like, I need to hear more of this band. And then every song is as good or better than the one before it. Um, no, a hundred percent because that's how I was. Like, I didn't have to get through the Hollywood Junkyard EP. And it was like, I just had to listen to the first track and be like, oh, no, I I really like these guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And if, I mean, you heard the song just now, so you know they rule. But if, you know, if hearing that song and our praises doesn't sell you, (laughs) you should know that Iggy Pop, Henry Rollins, and Debbie Harry are also Bobby Lee fans. The Bobby Lee's fans. That's a hard I mean, to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who else? Like, what other? If Debbie Harry tells testimony. me to listen to somebody, I'm going to listen to them. Exactly. <laughs> like, a hundred percent. They've also got some tour dates coming up in our general area. Um, our general area, because everybody who listens is in Philly. Um, <laughs> they're going to be at Babies All Right in Brooklyn on October 25th. Rough Trade in New York on the 26th. They're going to be at the Colony in Woodstock, which is a really cool venue. Um, and then uh, then they're in Oklahoma. Who cares about Oklahoma? <laughs> Sorry, Oklahoma. <laughs> We're going to have like one listener in Oklahoma who's like, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Also, I think that's where Bartiz is from. So I'm gonna <laughs> take that back. Oh, oh uh, speaking of Bartiz, that was that was a really good transition. Thank you. That was really good. Thank you for setting me up for that. <laughs> speaking of Bartiz, absolute full disclosure: uh, the artist we're going to talk about next, I have been aware of for 
not very long and I have only started listening to them literally today because Spring Silver is a this album that I holy sh- I was gonna I was just thinking I need to edit this out but I think I'm gonna leave this in because what you guys just heard me um responding to was this Brooklyn Vegan article from earlier in the year before the album came out okay so I'm not editing any of this. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Spring, Spring Silver is an artist from, if you can believe it, Silver Spring, Maryland, who um, Barty Strange is bringing out on tour this fall slash winter, um, his upcoming tour. And today on Twitter and Instagram, Barty's uh, just like posted, like, I want to introduce folks to the artist I'm bringing out on tour. Up first is Spring Silver. And so I listened to the first three songs off of uh, Spring Silver's new album, I Could Get Used to This, which came out earlier this year. Um, I think this is the oldest (laughs) release on our episode (laughs) um, today, but it's still 2022 and it's new to me and it's fantastic. And what you just heard me doing was looking at this Brooklyn Vegan article, which says, uh, talking about the album, it features a handful of cool guests, including Cloud Nothing's Dylan Baldy. Uh, Speedy Ortiz, Barty Strange is on Plead Insanity, and Dariah Claire, who I love, love, love so much. Also, Mr. Goblin. Yeah, it's just like a, it's a real who's who of uh, <laughs> the indie rock scene, right? Yeah, like, I, like, what I the hell? I gotta get on Mr. Goblin. That is a good name. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> good name. Um, uh, Mr. Goblin's on the first track, Little Prince, which I really love, but Ooh. the song we're going to listen to is I Saw Violence.
I, that was the first time I had heard the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, well, this is the first time I've heard anything from Spring Silver as well. And I was thinking, A, I was missing out. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I could have been listening to this since March. Since <laughs> <a> March. <laughs> what have I been doing? And also just that this was like, oh my God. Like, it was just a really strong song performance mm-hmm. all around. <laughs> like, the vocals were really good. I really like the guitar work on this. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's good. I like that. Yeah, there's there's this thing I really love, especially lately, that is like indie rock that isn't afraid to be like really hooky and have like a kind of like strong. Like, I'm rolling my eyes at myself for saying this, but like pop sensibility running through mm-hmm. it. Like I think for a long time, like quote unquote, like real indie music had to be uh, either either like. Uh, there are like a couple of things either like uh restrained and like uh really like i keep wanting to say introspective but that's not the right word because i i don't know that i wouldn't say that this isn't introspective um like not reserved what's the word i want jen like stripped down strip yeah yeah just like you couldn't be too flashy esoteric and like hard well that's the other side of it it's like yeah yeah exactly this like that you can't like this matter of like not wanting to show off and then also of being like inaccessible to the masses (laughs) you have to be like a certain kind of listener you know Um, and i'm so glad that so many bands are pushing away from that Uh, so many artists are pushing away from that like this is just yeah i like that no, you saying that too. It's like I feel like the whole like, like in the 2010s and stuff. It was like everybody was talking about like the hipsters and like being like snotty <laughs> about the things you like. And I just don't. I mean, maybe I just have better friends now, but I just don't think that's really a thing anymore. And I don't yeah. think. I feel like, yeah, no, musicians are uh, just uh, fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what I have to say about that. Like, I think of Nightlife, who's like one of my favorite uh, bands in indie music right now. And they're as like shiny and like slick and danceable as like anything on any like top 40 station right now. I don't even know Mm -hmm. if top 40 station. I feel like that's like an anachronism at this point. It's like, but you know what I mean? Oh, my God. What the hell is on like? top 40 radio now i just listen to like i have no idea i don't mean that in like i don't even listen to the radio, radio. i just i just no i, I, just I listen know. to the playlist that the spotify algorithm creates <laughs> yeah. for me well that's probably that's so interesting because like i guess the closest for me would be the fresh vines because mm-hmm. that one isn't algorithmically decided for me specifically like i think everybody's fresh finds is the same it's the same right? yeah i I think so in a way that like because in a way that most of the other kind of like Spotify generated playlists aren't um, and so I, I think that is probably the closest thing that oh yeah the fresh finds are the same you're right yeah yeah um, so that's the closest thing I guess yeah I, I, I just I love that we've 
we're just a- allowed to and it's not to say that like this is obviously really like kind of like smart well-crafted music it's not like just like quote-unquote disposable in the way people like to say that a lot of like radio friendly music is mm-hmm. you know so i'm not that's not what i'm saying at all about this obviously um if that makes sense no yeah and i think a lot of it too is that like maybe there's so many different avenues to release music to talk about music now where i feel like people i mean you still kind of have to hit some boxes for like to get promotions or whatever but i think that like I don't know. You don't have to like work to impress a very specific publication or a very specific radio station in the same way. And so I feel yeah. like, I don't know. I, I think, and maybe this is like schnobby sounding, <laughs> but I think that, I don't know, that allows for more authenticity. And you can have songs that are um, approaching political topics like this and you don't have to worry about like a radio station being like like i obviously agree that there are issues with with streaming sites like spotify and the algorithm is kind of hellish and the mm-hmm. fact that we use the phrase the algorithm and i don't even totally understand <laughs> it is like a little frightening but i also think that like there are ways to find your audience now that weren't accessible to artists before in a way that probably does open up for like you said a little more authenticity mm-hmm. and the story behind this song uh is really interesting and um clearly is coming from a place of strong feelings and authentic feelings and stuff like that um, what did you find so that brooklyn vegan article about this single has a statement from the artist um and says that the song uh was about a time when they were at the university of maryland and melania trump came to speak Hmm. um Hmm. and they said umbc didn't notify the students that melania trump was coming cool and their statement says Uh, They knew we would be pissed off, I imagine. We found out about the event featuring the, at the time, First Lady would be hosted on our own campus from the news of all places. So the campus didn't even tell them. (laughs) Um, So um, they went to, uh, they went to a protest with a bunch of other students and some MAGA dude stormed up to us claiming to want a civil debate. Not two minutes later, he bloodied a fellow protester's nose. Big surprise. Big surprise. Um, And basically the whole thing of it was that um, the police said that that just simply didn't happen. (laughs) And um, they got on to say that the irony of this whole thing is so glaring, you need shades to reckon with it. The guy demanding a civil debate at a protest of all places, then immediately resorting to physical violence, the people claiming to protect and serve using their powers to cover up violence. The whole thing made me so fucking sick. I wrote a song about it. And so that's where you get, you know, oh, shoot. What are the lyrics to the song? (laughs) I just had it and I don't want to quote it wrong. No. Not the song I was looking for. Oh, yeah. 
so with that story in mind, I mean, I think it puts us into a, a grander context of, you know, the lines like in the civil debate of a fist to the face is it's literally yeah. referring to an actual event. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, really um, exciting to to be able to listen to music that feels good to listen to and also has something to say, I guess, is what mm-hmm. I where I would land on that. I don't know. But um, this is a good song to pair with the QAnon mom, too. That's yeah, like it's funny. Examples of things that I don't think uh, you would definitely run into trouble. There would definitely be people who are like, I'm not playing that. I'm not promoting yeah. that. You know? Yeah. Well, Left of the Dials is not those people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really, really excited to see Spring Silver on the Bartiz tour. We'll be sure to cover. Um, we'll keep our eye on who Bartiz is going to highlight next. And uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Oh, I know. That's the other thing. It was like, Debbie Harry tells me to listen to somebody. Bartiz Strange tells me to listen to somebody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. all I need. Yeah. We're going to keep this one kind of short and sweet. Um, but uh, now's the time where normally we would ask our guests to plug what they're going to plug. But I think that's just you and me <laughs> just telling us. people to <laughs> go to Left of the Dial. No, I always do that. Left of the Dial. Dot FM. Left of the Dial. Dot for FM. everything. And then uh, follow us on Twitter. At left of the Dial PC. Oh, I have something to plug, actually. Oh, and Left of the Dial FM on Instagram. That, too. Um, so I'm the editor-in-chief over here. Um, oh, yeah. I run the blog side of things. And um, we're looking for writers. Um, so if you are at all interested, um, we're paying you. That's the most important thing. <laughs> We're paying you. Um, but if you are interested in uh, writing about music, um, if you want to review some of these hot albums that we get, <laughs> um, or even if you don't really want to be like a regular contributor, but you have like a pitch that you, um, you know, like maybe you have a personal connection to an album uh, that you think uh, would be a good fit for the site, then hit me up. At um, Jen J E N N at Left of the Dial dot FM. That's the one. It's <laughs> like, um, a yeah. What is my email address? <laughs> I feel like we're there. Are like we have like a couple of different sort of like genres on the website, and it's like current new album reviews. And I would love for people if they do know of albums that are coming out that they. Um, would like to review for us we can try to hook that up or if they have access to some that they want to review and just need an outlet for um, so we have those but we often just offer them up to our writers and if somebody you know but then we also I really love um, when we have people submit um, uh, like uh, creative nonfiction essays with yeah. a through line of music we've got a couple of really beautiful ones up on the website um and so so yeah so even if you're somebody who like jen said isn't writing a ton about music but you have something you've been wanting to write uh shoot jen an email we'd be we'd be happy to to talk and to have you and like jen said we we pay we pay <laughs> um, can't which stress a lot enough. of 
which a lot of sites don't. And we pay pretty like competitively, all things considered, I would say. Um, I know that we pay a little more than a lot of uh, oh, there's, folks at our Yeah, there's at our sketchy level. shit that's like, well, write for us and we'll start paying you after the first 10 articles and we'll yeah, pay you no. a cent per view. For, and it's like, I've seen shit that's like, we'll pay you a cent per thousand views. I'm like, fuck you. Jesus. Yeah. So no. no, nothing no. like that. And then if you hit me up, we can talk about the rates and stuff. So yeah, hit me so up. I think that's. <laughs> and then also um, me and. Also, Kitsy and I and a couple of our camera folks are going to be heading down to Fest next week. Um, we'll be the ones at every set with the cameras <laughs> running around like crazy. If you see us between sets, come say hi. We'll give you stickers and stuff. But um, don't be offended if we're in a little bit of a hurry because we just finalized. Well, we finalized our schedule as best we can because Fest right. the schedule changes every day. Um, but we're gonna be busy 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 uh, but i am so excited for fest we'll have an episode for you guys uh friday morning of uh, uh bands you should really be checking out um we have a patreon we're not great about promoting it or putting stuff on it but we are fucking getting there <laughs> hell yeah we've got something really fucking cool i think we can say yeah we can say what's going on it it's just we can't like, yeah, I don't show it to you. Yeah, <laughs> we can't money. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, when our friends Bakai uh, recently opened a few shows for the Linda Lindas, and um, at one of the shows they closed their set out with the really killer cover of uh, Bikini Kill, uh, Rebel Girl, and we shot it, and we've got it, and it's going to be up on Patreon. Uh, so if you want to check that out, you can head over to, I think, patreon.com slash, no, not that one. New Jersey is a world. <laughs> patreon.com slash, I think it's just left of the dial. It might be left of the dial FM, but head to our website. There's links to everything there. It fucking rules. So don't, don't, uh, don't miss it. Don't miss that. Yeah. <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> what did I, did I? <laughs> parting words for our lovely listeners in this uh chaotic episode i just uh, <laughs> threw at everybody um my parting words are to, to email me about your music or about your writing thank you yeah <laughs> email jen about your music or your writing or if you have friends who make great music or are great writers let them know we want to um I'm so let them know we want to talk to them, which sounds so weird. <laughs> let them know that we, we are always do. looking for yeah we for good music and good them. writers. Uh, Jen at left of the dial Woo. Uh, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. <laughs> this has been left of the dial <laughs> for maybe the last time. <laughs> I have been Andrea. Jen has been my co-host. You can find her at spooky underscore coochie oh, on Twitter. Oh, how did I forget? Yeah. I'm at AQ, Andrea Q, on Twitter and Instagram. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> okay, bye. bye. Uh, no. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. And if I don't see you in a long, long while, I try to find you left of the dark.